Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, April, May, May, May 14th. And uh, that means it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I am Mr. Skullhead, and I am live, and Jake will be joining us directly right about now. Hello, Mr. Skullhead. Hey, bro. What's up, bro? How's it going, bro? Yeah, it's going pretty good, bro. How you doing, bro? Just broing out. Yeah. Broing around. Broing around. Broing, broing gently down the stream. Broing my bro to shore. Bro, hallelujah. <laughs> bro, cool, bro, your bro to shore. Hello, bro, yeah. I gotcha. I feel ya. I'm picking up what you're putting down. What's shaking? Oh, you know, I was just pirating a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know how it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't see any problem with that. Yeah. I just That's figured cool. that uh, we could try and get uh, Chilled to stop listening early. Mm, yeah, good. Good, good. I wouldn't want to uh, waste any more of that dude's precious time. I, I, uh, I, I don't want to get to this just yet, and I don't want to talk about piracy, uh, but I did uh, I did come up with a thought experiment that I want to run past you All and right. see see if I can learn more about our uh, our notions of the wellspring of, of morality. Mm. But uh, what have you been doing since the last uh, since the last Monday show? Well, I went to another wedding. It's nice. I sure did that. How was that one? I don't know what we're going to do when uh, there aren't any more weddings to go to. There will always be more weddings. As long as, there's a, as long as there's a twinkle in a young girl's eye, and as long as a boy gets a boner in the spring, there will always be more weddings. Sure, but I'm talking about weddings that I am invited to attend. So. Mm, I mean, eventually Ollie will get married, right? Yeah. I'm running out of, uh, like, this group of friends over here. We had four weddings last year, and we're on track to have four this year. And the year before that, we had two or three. So we're, we're almost done, I think, with the weddings. At which point, I think next year, I'm just going to rent out, like, a VFW for the evening and have a wedding reception where okay. everybody can just put on a suit and come dance. Because that's the part of the wedding that's fun. Come dance. And come dance, yes. Huh. That sounds like a good way to ruin your suit. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What, was there anything unusual about this wedding? It wasn't... Was it of some, some bizarre sect? It was, was it... Uh, it was in a Mennonite church, but that didn't seem to make any difference. I had okay. thought that Mennonites were just like a, a slightly more groovy version of the Amish. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, like, the church had electric lights and a PA system, and the the pastor was a woman, and she was dressed fairly normally, and I don't know, they they had a big sign out front about how gay-friendly they are, so, yeah. Okay. So, it, it was pretty normal. Yeah, Mennonites, like, am I right? Mennonites and Mennonites. How, and, many, uh, how, many, how many Mennonite are you allowed? No, hi. As a member of this church, is what I'm saying. What's a nice night like you doing and a girl like that? What's So there've got to be individual like gay-friendly parishes of more or less every branch of Christianity, right? Yeah, it seems like. Because I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's not like you have to. Unless you're Catholic, it's not like you have to get permission. Like, do you have uh, to get a permission? Do you have to get permission to set up like a Baptist church? The Baptists have a, a conference or a coalition. Yeah. But couldn't you just make your own branch of baptism? Surely they don't all get along. Yeah, I mean, to, to be like a a member of the Southern Baptist 
church or whatever. People will be looking to see if you have if you're in good with the the national branch. It's the same like Presbyterians have a national order too. I don't know the Lutherans do, but they might Methodists maybe. But uh, there, I mean, churches do what they want, and then they come together at these big national conferences and argue about it. Oh, good. Well, I mean, you know, that's. I kind of feel like that's what I want an organization to do. Uh huh. You know, I mean, maybe I don't want them to draw the same conclusions that that the Southern Baptist Convention is is fitting to draw from their arguments. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I really like about the uh, about the, the the Jews is that they spend a lot of time arguing about stuff. Yep. And complaining about problems with their sinuses and how cold it is in here. <laughs> they all just get together to, to kvetch, I feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, kibitz. Yep. And, and uh, keeblers. And to live in a kibbutz. Right. And watch Puss in Boots. I watched Puss in Boots. Uh, oh, yeah? It was a, it was a shrug-given life. I feel. Okay. <laughs> it was a, you know, a, I actually liked the, all of the Shrek movies except the third one, which I don't remember at all. But, uh, yeah, Puss in Boots was pretty dull and pretty hard to imagine a kid really being interested in it, although all he was, so, okay. <laughs> hmm. I mean, how hard is it to maintain a kid's interest? I mean, unless you're vegetables or something, right? Well, it wasn't, like, there wasn't a whole lot of bright colors. There wasn't a whole lot of humor. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, it was kind of gritty and, like, styled after spaghetti westerns, which, what kid gives a fuck about spaghetti westerns? I think there's something, I think there's something a little universal about that. I mean, a a kid would like Rango. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think to a certain, up to a certain age, like just watching an animal run around is intrinsically entertaining enough that it doesn't really need a lot of other merits, right? Yeah, I think that his main thing was it's the movie with the talking kitty, with the the boots and the sword, yeah. And the voice of Antonio Banderas. The mellifluous tones of, uh, the mellifluous Antonio tones. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was that was my favorite ska band, and the Antonio Tones. Growing up, the mellifluous Antonio Tones. Yeah, you need the mellifluous in there. I feel. Yeah. Uh, we saw uh, either either that or a pun on the word ska, like right. the skeletons. <laughs> um, scarleton, scar, uh, scar, scarlet's web. Um, yeah, ska, scarlet's web. Good. Did you uh, see you some Avengers this week? That was your assignment. I didn't. I fucked around and didn't. Uh, and in fact, I my my girlfriend went to see the Avengers, and I elected to stay home and do something else. <laughs> well, it was Friday, and so uh, I, as as you know, I would not have been able to enjoy my typical trough full of movie theater treats uh-huh. had I gone on a Friday. And I thought we would go see a movie on Sunday, but then we didn't, um, largely because we were both kind of hungover from Saturday, where we didn't intend to really go out and stay out late, but we did anyway. Hmm. You know, I am often done in by a place that sells me more beer than I ask for because it is cheaper than what I have asked for. How often does that happen? Well, you know, there was a night in uh, the the night that I met uh, our our longtime listener and pal Artie Effum in uh, in uh, New Orleans. 
is where we were. And I ordered, uh, I ordered the, my last beer of the night. I was like, I don't know whether I should have another beer or not because I'm on the edge. You know, all I have to do is walk back to my hotel and, and stumble into bed. But I don't know if it's a good idea to drink another beer just in terms of like my overall feeling the next day. And uh, I was like, well, all right, I think I'll have one more beer as long as it is some weak beer. So I, I ordered a PBR. And the guy was like, you know, a pitcher is a dollar cheaper than a pint. <laughs> So he gave me a pitcher. And then I was like, all right, you guys got to help me with this. But RDFM doesn't drink. My girlfriend doesn't like PBR. And everybody else was already too drunk to drink anymore. So I just drank the entire pitcher by myself. Because I couldn't leave it behind. You know, if they just let me take it with me, I could have taken it back to the hotel and put it in the fridge. That would have been so gross. Just a pitcher of PBR. Just a pitcher of flat PBR first thing in the morning. Like, yeah, this was a great idea. Thanks for letting me do this. (laughs) Laws and friends. Um, yeah, but man, this, this place has got some kind of special where like the, the, it's like giant beer for the price of sane beer. And they just keep bringing you the giant ones whenever you order a beer. And that's almost never what I want. Uh-huh. Uh, especially when it's like the, they have enough good beers on tap that I end up drinking some IPA that's usually, you know, 6% alcohol or something. It's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. A whole lot of like a, I feel like a pint of something that was 9% alcohol would do me in. Yeah. That would be all I need. I mean, I usually end up regretting everything after the second one of those. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, the first and second ones will be so big that they will convince me to have a third through fifth one. Ah, uh, yes. So, and then it's just like, it's just like this, I, I there is something... There is something different about being drunk from having drunk too much beer that just puts me in a... uh, I don't even know. No one can tell that I'm drunk when this happens because I don't slur my speech. I just start hating myself. I'm like, oh, God, this is awful. I have to to just walk in circles for an hour so so that I feel safe going to sleep. And even then, I go to sleep and I wake up the next day and it's awful. Yeah. I need to grow up, Mr. Skullhead. I had shit to do. I had a, I had a bunch of work to do on Sunday. I, and I did it anyway, but I, it was awful. It just, you know, you get those days where you're just not firing on all the cylinders. And the days when, you know, most of the clogged cylinders are your fault. And they're just clogged with your regrettable decisions from the night before. Right. You think, what would I give for a time travel pill? It was weird uh, weird at this wedding not getting drunk or really drinking all that much. It was the first of the the last crop that it had at Cash Bar. Okay. So, and I have, like, I am still completely lacking in impulse control when it comes to booze without any limiting factors. Mm -hmm. So, um, always end up drunker than I wanted to be. I did okay at Con last year, but still got like three or four more drinks than I was planning on. But when you have to yeah. actually pay for them in cash, then the amount of cash that you have is a limiting factor, and so you're like, well... Yeah, because I guess like there's not going to be an ATM at the church. Yeah. And they're probably not going to take credit cards at, at a cash a table bar. at a church. Eh. When you say cash bar, do you mean a bar that only takes cash, or I, I, like I, I feel like yeah. that's distinct as distinct from an open bar? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, not only do the drinks cost money, but you have to pay that money in cash. So I pull and my it, cash. And it has to be quarters. And I get there, and... Yeah, unfortunately, all the beers only cost a nickel. They pass a, they pass a tray mm-hmm. to you. You put a quarter in it, pass it back, and they give you 25 cents worth of beer. But There's... they say, this is actually the sweat of Christ. Yeah. What uh, do the... Mennonites believe in Christ? Yeah, they do. What are the tears of Christ, then? Because mm, we have the blood sad. and the sweat now. Something salty, martinis, <laughs> margaritas with salted rims are the yeah margaritas are the tears of Christ. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't think I want to take this any further. Yeah, I don't either. I don't, don't want to get to the white Russian white portion Russians. of this conversation. Oh boy, oh, we we didn't have the wedding reception at the church though. Okay, because then they wouldn't be serving any booze at all, and that's that's just not an option with this particular group of people. As it was, there were plenty of flasks going around, but yeah, I did, uh, it's like, well, this wedding is over, and I'm, like, tired instead of drunk. That's crazy. We need to start going to San Francisco weddings where everybody just gets super, super high. Is that how it goes? With the, with this dank nug, I the wed. Lovely. The sticky purple hairs represent the stickiness with which we shall be stuck together until death do us part. <laughs> the visible THC crystals represent the smiles of our friends and family as they bless our joining yeah that's it that's all I got that's a beautiful story um, may you be as kind to each other as this bud is yeah there you go <laughs> uh, that has undoubtedly happened somewhere yeah. it, there's, there's not an open bar there's just an open bong An open yep. container. Ah, uh, so beyond wedding, what else did you do? Anything? Did you see any uh, anything besides puss and boots? <laughs> we are, we are, we didn't. We are, we are, we the youth of the nation. Indeed. We're going to go to the drive-in this weekend, so we can talk about that next weekend. But, uh, other than that, uh, I don't think there's anything super exciting. I got my bike out, dusted that off. Mm-hmm. Ollie still fits in the seat. That bolts to the front of it, so that's cool. Okay. So we went a-riding today. The weather finally broke and got super nice and is going to stay that way until, like, November. Did you put a sweater over his head and then fly in front of the moon? Yeah, but only the one time. Well, he has to wear a helmet now, so... I could paint E.T. on the helmet, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I have to wear a fucking helmet because he has to wear a helmet. And it seems like... Uh, maybe he wouldn't see through it, but I feel like shit if I'm like, you have to wear this helmet that you don't like wearing. But I don't, because I'm a grown-up. Yeah, and I it's mean... A, it's a really good idea to wear helmets, because it keeps you safe, and you don't want to fall and hurt your head. Like, Papa, why aren't you wearing one? Because fuck that. Why? Yeah, why don't Why don't you? But I do. I mean, I wear it now, I just don't Well, yeah, it. but I mean, why don't you Why don't you want to? I mean, like, if you were riding to the store without him, you, you, it seems like you would not, if he wasn't there to see you. Yeah, I probably wouldn't, because I'm still, in many ways, a child, and for our, yeah. for our entire childhood, we rode around without helmets, and in my, like, lower brain, instead of me going, we were incredibly lucky, and probably a lot more kids got head injuries than they do now, I go... We were fine, so we should be fine now. Yeah, I guess with me that doesn't really hold any water because now all of my biking is in city traffic. 
Yeah. And then all of my biking was either out in the country or like in a very, very small town, mm-hmm. you know, where there was never more than like 30 yards without a stop sign. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just like it, when I when I started doing it, it just like didn't never occurred to me to not wear a helmet. Hmm. I guess, you know, my dad kind of instilled that in me with the motorcycle. Like he did not. He didn't wear a helmet a lot of the time, I think, when there were no helmet laws in Illinois. Maybe he did. I remember him recounting the story of somebody saying that, like, basically helmet laws are primarily the difference between whether motorcycle accidents result in an open or closed casket funeral. Wow. Like, they're just not going to make the difference in your survivability. It's just whether your face looks pretty still. My face was never all that pretty to begin with. Oh, come on. Uh, Surely a car accident would improve it. Yeah, maybe so. I had every ugly windshield on the way out. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, that's that's just weird. Like of all of the things that don't trigger that, like, oh yeah, that does seem like a good idea. This safety regulation, like the bike helmet one, is just one that never even occurred to me. It's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna wear a helmet if I'm gonna do this. And it's like, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's like a a bicycle helmet is to me like a necktie. The first. 10 seconds that I'm wearing it, I'm like, fuck, fuck, get this off of me. I can't stand this. But then it just blends in. You know, you just get used to it and it's like it's not there. Yeah, I would still rather not be wearing it. But yeah. it, it was a good lesson to say, like, he didn't want to put his helmet on. And I said, do you think I like wearing a helmet? And he said, yeah. I said, no, I don't, but I have to wear one anyway. And that just kind of made him feel like, for some reason, that hit him. <laughs> said, okay, well that must be okay then papa's doing it even though he doesn't want to so right on yeah do you think he's do you think he's figuring out that other people have their own motivations i don't remember when that happens hmm. have you tried the the thing inside the box experiment no i should though yeah. you know you know what i'm talking about right yeah, the, yeah. yeah like yeah because i don't i totally don't remember when it is that that's supposed to happen in kids like I don't remember if it's like an 18 months kind of thing or I mean you're really talking at 18 months right it seems like he would be able to figure that out by now but you know maybe he would surprise me yeah yeah I'm curious I never in all of the psych classes that I took I never took any like developmental psych Hmm. so I just know nothing about it and it's I was I was around kids to a certain extent when I was younger but not all that often really I just don't, I sort of don't remember, like, you know, I had cousins that were all, like, maybe five years younger than me. The oldest, the the oldest one was five years younger than me of of the ones that I spent summers with. Um, You know, and they, like, went from, like, babies to teenagers while I was seeing them pretty much every summer. But I just don't really remember anything about the developmental arcs. Like, I just, for whatever reason, I always see them at some particular age. I remember having an argument with uh, with my cousin about how if you went underwater and breathed, you would die. Huh. And she was like, nuh-uh. <laughs> as though nothing so fun as a swimming pool would possibly kill you. She might have just been being obstinate for obstinance's sake. Obstinacy? It is Obst- kind of hard see. trying to get that across. Like, I don't want to have a whole big discussion with you about death and how 
at some point you just stop and don't start again, but I also don't want you to get into the bathtub before I'm up the stairs in the bathroom with you. And that's yeah. why, you know? Yeah. You saying. make up something about how if I'm not in here, the bathtub monster might eat your butt. Yeah, and then they grow up incredibly well-adjusted. Really? You think being afraid of a bathtub monster eating your butt? I mean, what's the worst that could happen if you're not comfortable in a bathtub unless your parents are there? <laughs> I mean, what's it going to hurt? Like, how often do you have to take a bath once you're a grown-ass man anyway? That's true. You never know what's going to happen, though. He could just be afraid of, like... He could become afraid that if I'm not in the bathroom with him when he goes to the bathroom, the bathtub monster can get out. And you know yeah. he's not going to believe me when I tell him, even though I'm the guy who told him about it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of questions. A lot of questions about having a kid. Mm-hmm. What Are do there you do? a lot of questions yeah. about uh, playing our game, though? Oh, yeah? Well, I just, yeah, it seemed like a nice transition point. Well, okay, but speaking of speaking of that, I want to I want to try out this thought experiment on you because okay. I the thing that the thing that struck me as kind of interesting about the argument that we had last time was this this sort of uh, it kept going back to like arguments about the nature of morality. Sure. And what it it kind of seems and correct me if I'm wrong, it kind of seems like although you were raised in a religious tradition and I was not, I somehow have a sense that there is an absolute morality and you don't. Uh-huh. I do you think that's the case? Would you would you characterize it that way? No, I do think that there is an absolute morality. Okay. But it's pretty limited. So, scope. I mean, what what I the thought experiment that I proposed is that you've got you've got a mountain and on either side of the mountain there is a cave. And one morning, uh, two men appear, one in each cave. And one of them looks out the mouth of the cave, sees the forest, and says, Oh, man, that forest is beautiful. And he picks up a piece of charcoal, and he writes a poem on the wall of the cave about how beautiful the forest is. And on the other side, the guy wakes up in the cave, looks out, and sees the forest, and says, "Yeah, there better not be any niggers in that forest. And then grabs a piece of charcoal and draws a bunch of swastikas uh-huh. on the wall of the cave. And then it turns out the, bo- the mountain is a volcano, and it erupts, instantly killing them and dissolving everything that they wrote on the cave walls. Uh, and they never got to talk to anybody else, and they never got to do anything that could have had an effect on anybody. But I still reject a system of morals that holds them in equal esteem. Well, sure. Which is, which is why I can't, as a requirement for immoral behavior, have harm I think intent to harm is a bigger deal than harm. Or an, at least an equal deal. Yeah, okay. Because, like, I wouldn't say the guy who ran over someone with their with his car, even if he was drunk, is as bad a person as the guy who, ain't, who like, left the house going, I am going to kill somebody with my car and deliberately ran somebody over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, intent counts. Like that's the thing, and and the the ends count, and the means count, and sometimes they justify each other. The uh, I don't know. It's I don't tricky. Know. I, like, I this keep, is a, I keep this is thinking a of this. I keep thinking about it. this, and I just keep thinking about the ways in which, like, 
you know, while like I keep trying to think like is a guy who is sexually attracted to children never hurts any kids occasionally draws a picture of a naked child and masturbates to it like I don't think that guy should go to jail for child porn I don't know if I think that that guy does anything that's immoral the thing is though it's really hard not to it's really hard not to think that that guy is doing something that is immoral the thing is though that like the history of everybody who does that has led the law enforcement to believe that it's only a matter of time before he goes and grabs somebody so well i is the is the data there to support that uh, I, I don't know. All I know is yeah, I don't, I, I, don't order, I mean, I, whenever there's something like this, I mean, you know how I feel about stuff like this, right? Whenever there is something that it is extremely easy to demonize because it is, it is on its face really despicable, right? Uh, it it gets very very difficult to figure out whether any decision about this has ever been made rationally, right? Which which I think is a pretty critical thing. I mean, I think. It is certainly safe to assume that not a majority of people who look at, you know, lolly manga or whatever can be can be assumed to be somebody that will eventually go out and molest a child. Right. I mean, that just doesn't seem that doesn't seem reasonable to me. Sure. And so, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm of the the kind of, as soon as you catch somebody in the act, you kill them. Because it's it's not a thing that can be cured. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. I, I am. I, I just feel like, and I felt that way before I had a kid, but now that I do, I'm, I feel that way a whole lot. <laughs> like, the first time we catch you having done anything to a child including taking photographs in an exploitative manner we just kill you you dude you can't be cured the only possible you know the only thing that seems to work a little bit of the time is chemical castration which it is cruel and unusual apparently and then it doesn't always work and it only works if the person who is taking the drugs continues to take the drugs like actual no, is that, castration not, is that not an irreversible right thing? I don't know. I have any yeah. idea how it works. Like actual castration is right out, of course, in our current prison system. So I say just shoot him in the head. Like it is an unfortunate glitch to have that switch flipped on in your head because it doesn't seem like there's any way to flip it off. That's pretty extreme. So that that's that's more death. extreme than most of the things that you ever say about anything. <laughs> yep. Huh. I kind, of feel, I kind of feel the same way about violent rapists, too. Bullet in the noggin. Because hmm. what, like, what do you do with somebody? You lock them up for the rest of their life, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Seems a lot more simple. To... And, and again, this is watching a lot of SVU and hearing, like, a child molester is never cured. They, It's not if they're going to do it again, it's when. And, you know, 
Stabler and whatever her name is getting upset because they've released somebody who's done their time, but of course they're gonna do it again, and they're just waiting for it, and like... <sighs> you, you don't think maybe that's... We just need a Erring on the side of sensationalism for the sake of the fiction? No, I'm pretty sure that's how it is, and that's why you just have to shoot them all in the head. I mean, not me personally. An agent of the law. Hmm, okay. Alright. I mean, you already heard my uh, modest proposal for drunk driving, where the first time you're caught well over the legal limit, you get a warning, and the second time you get killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm kind of scared of you now, Mr. Skullhead. Because you were planning on molesting my kid? <laughs> uh, no. No, it was more that second one. Oh, really? Okay. I'm planning on, I'm planning on teaching your kid how to drive drunk. Oh, well, that's fine. And I don't want to have to watch that Sophie's Choice happen, where it's like, well, I said that on the radio this one time, now I have to shoot my kid. That sucks, but I don't want anybody to think I'm a Welsher. Uh, well, cool. Uh, that went down a dark path, Mr. Skullhead. <laughs> uh, you want to you answer some of these questions after all? Yeah, surely. Forum thread, Elicordia Nachi says... I'm going to be spending a tiny bit of time in Aftercore Boros, and I was curious. Can Boros adventure in the sea? If so, how does Clancy breathe? Clancy needs a scuba tuba. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about uh, Clancy when it came to being under this under the water. Uh, also, could you please post Thursday's KOL and VGHD shows? Thanks. Uh, so, El Accordianaci, I let me say, first of all, I very much appreciate your enthusiasm, and I understand the degree to which you anticipate the release of these things and want me to do them as soon as I can. But pretty please stop pestering me about them. Like, every week, the instant that it becomes possible for me to do this thing, not the instant that I have time to do it, but the instant that it becomes possible for me to do it, I start seeing messages from you. And, you know... You're right, you're right, but please stop it, please. I love you, but please stop it. Uh, also, also, loving PvP. After playing more, I don't care if you level cap hardcore, easiest solution is probably making hardcore PvP Ballyhoo only, and for future seasons, make sure to keep enough minis in there that will encourage ascension rather than reward people hanging out in hardcore. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we've definitely learned from this season and will get uh, some attention when we're selecting the minis for next season. You know, we'll make sure that the the majority, if not the plurality, if not the overwhelming majority of them are things that are made easier the more you ascend. Uh, WBO Quinn says, I can't think of a single place in the game with horses in it. Just rocking horses and hobby horses and horse-shaped helmets. How can you have a fantasy-themed epic without horses? We were talking about this on Advice Hot Dog that we recorded last night. I really, really am creeped out by horses. Huh. I don't know that I've avoided them in the game because of that, but like many fantasy games have the concept of a mount as a way of moving from place to place more quickly, and that doesn't really mean anything in the context of KOL. So what would a horse do, really? I mean, I could see like, oh, we made a familiar that's a parody of the horses in Skyrim that just constantly get killed. 
We should have uh, a horse that you can buy armor for in Mr. Store. Okay. We should have a horse of a different color. Exactly. Than the one in the... Does Is there is there still that horse question in the altar of literacy? I think so, but I think we changed it to, like, black horse or something because people kept catching us on that. Because they were like, why does it have to be black? Yeah. And we say, because it's inferior. Mm-hmm. M. Steeler says... Uh, oh, he's just answering. Uh, Kamul says, can we get a swagger count beside the number of PvP fights remaining on the character pane? Oh, oh, maybe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, blue Scream says, I know this must have been asked before, but why in blue heavens is the barbed wire fence found at the mountain resort? Every clue for the enraged cow besides the final one seems to suggest the dude ranch. I just got the cow in the last run, and I remember how frustrated it made me the first time I wasted dozens of adventures in the wrong location. Can we just burn the tower down yet? <laughs> oh, experiments. Experiments are in the works. Moving toward that very goal, that very goal, Blue Scream. Why is it, you, I mean, because it's like you get tangled in it when you're skiing. I always think of it as being at the Dude Ranch, and I'm always surprised to remember that it is not. Yeah. Speaking of burning things down, boy, could the shore be something else, and I would be happier with it. Oh, come on now. It's old. You know... The writing, the writing is wonderful, and it's the sweetest zone in the world, but it's as old as shit! Everything old is terrible. Yeah, everything old is terrible. New things are better. Why, you sit over there with your sexy granny's magazine. <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, Guggerbuck says, any chance of making dual gain consumables? For instance, a three full food that gives two adventures and two PvP fights, things of that sort. Also, I would like to see Vent Rage Gland have some effect in PvP, even if it's purely flavor text. Delicious flavor text. Mm. Uh, but I mean, that's like a active skill. That I don't even know when we would make that trigger anything. Plus... It's really hard to write coherent flavor text for PvP, which is why we sort of settled on this, like, there are judges. Yeah. Um, which is weird, because, like, you don't think of, like, a coliseum as a place where you do something where there are judges. You think more like an auditorium. Well, there's a judge that... There was a judge in the Roman Coliseum who decided whether you would live or you would die by apocryphal thumb gestures. Oh, yeah? That, that's supposedly where thumbs up and thumbs down came from? Yeah. Or putting a thumb inside the curled up fingers of your other hand. Like, that guy's sitting around with his thumb up his ass. Release the tigers. Well, if you do that with the gladiators, they have to fuck. Do, do they have tigers? And lions and bears. Um, do you ever made the gladiators fuck? I'm sure. That doesn't seem like it would work. I'm guessing those guys did not get a lot of boners while they were facing their own certain doom. Mm. I guess maybe they're the real sick puppies. Or the ones that like fucking lions. Yeah, I think if somebody has it in his mind to fuck a lion, you just pretty much have to let them. Yeah. Because he's not going to stop until he gets it over with. And what is he going to do to you if mm-hmm. you try to stop him? Um, and I don't know about that dual gain consumables thing. I want to I wanna take a real light step around this is not this is not even a phrase i want to step real lightly around i want to wear kid gloves when i'm messing with that consumable space because i'm really nervous about it getting out of hand 
right. uh, the way that every other consumable space has. That and push space. The Forum Kebab says, we were just talking in slash games today, and we were wondering if there's any chance of getting a leaderboard or an achievement in your quest log of the place you came in in relevance to the first people done with a challenge path. Uh, for example, I was the 33rd person to finish an Avatar Boris run, and the amazing Mr. Toothpaste was the 4th person to finish one. Now it's nothing but a distant memory, but any chance we could get a leaderboard or some other way of recognizing this feat? You know, there are just so many, and there are just going to be more, like the very first Ascensions was a different thing, and I, you know, I know that's why you want this, but I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing that I want to do. Uh, totally different question. Can we get some sort of item like a Hertz donut that when used on another player gives them some turns of an effect? Maybe bruised arm 50 or such? Yeah, we I... found that even even allowing you to do something to another player that did one hit point of damage was literally allowing them to be raped. Yeah. Uh, and so we vowed to never really do that again. I mean, to step back from the rhetoric a little, which is not our rhetoric, it was the people who were hurling it at us, It people said that they didn't like the fact that they opted out of PvP, which meant they didn't want to interact with other players in that fashion, and then we still allowed people to do it, and they couldn't opt out of it. So, yeah. I suppose, but like, if you're PvPing, it could be, that could be a thing, that could be an item. Then you could say, well, if you don't want to get hurt, don't break your stone. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I... I it's weird the things that will set people off and the things that won't. You know? Things that yeah. affect your ability to chat just don't bother people at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe they bother them a little bit. Nobody ever said they got raped by a jaw bruiser. Yeah. Boy, a roofie, though. They got raped when somebody used one of those on some monster. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. Gas grenades, totally fine. The atrocities of war, totally fine. But an apocryphal story about an apocryphal tool of apocryphal frat boys. Mm-hmm. Spanish fly, buddy. Yeah, Spanish fly seems to be fine. Oh, yeah, did we do something with that? Well, we have the the Spanish fly trap that gives mm. you the drink, and you get Spanish flies from the from the frat boys to do it. Oh, right, right, that is true. Ah, uh, boy, Freakyphobic four 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 says, "Hey guys, can I have yeah. some sort of search feature? Right now, I click to the section I want and Control F to find things. But it'd be nice if this was a native interface, especially since I confuse miscellaneous items with consumable miscellaneous items a lot. Well, I can't imagine why you would get those two things confused. Jeez, buddy." Uh, I do agree with you uh, that some sort of filter that you could use in Hanks would be pretty nice. Uh, number two, PvP is awesome. I haven't PvP'd in years, but now I am. Just thought you should know. Well, sweet. Excellent. Still see a lot of people saying that they would do it if only they could opt out of ever having any items stolen. And I think that I think that we're just not listening to those people because I think... You know, anything like this is going to be a question of degree, and it's like, well, once we do that, then people say, well, I would PvP if only you couldn't lose stats, and then we'd get rid of that, and then there would be no risk at all, and the people who enjoy risk-reward ratios 
similar to that of the existing PvP system, which, by the way, super, super fucking friendly compared to almost anything else in the world. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's still, it's still too much for, well, you know, maybe we attract a sensitive type of player. I'm not going to say anything offensive about them. Yep. They're just sensitive, you know? They like being nice to their fellow man. They also get righteously indignant when their shit gets stolen. Even if it's literally just cottage cheese. How would you feel if somebody stole your cottage cheese in the real world? I think I would be okay with it, because the, the number of times I want cottage cheese is so few that it tends to just go bad anyway. So, go ahead. Yeah, see, cottage cheese is one of those things that I just wouldn't consider keeping at home. Yeah. It's like, if I'm at breakfast and it is presented to me as an option, I will almost always select it. Hmm. Not quite to the extent which, uh, not quite to the same extent to which I will always select grits. Hmm. Do you like grits? Yeah, I like me some grits. Do you do them sweet or savory? Oh, savory. Savory. Yeah. Some Some salted butter. I've never even seen... Same with cottage cheese. Cottage cheese gets salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. Not some fucking peaches. F that. Yep. I did eventually come around to the apple pie with cheddar cheese on it. Having had that a couple times and it just being actually really good. See, I did, um... I'll do, like, a fondue. Like, if we're... The couple of times that we've gone to the melting pot... Dipping apples in cheese, like melted cheese, is super delicious. And I'll have like a sharp cheddar cheese and some apple slices, but I don't think I would put the cheese on the pie. Okay. It's like uh, a la whatever the French word for cheese is, fromage, a la fromage. A la fromage. I don't think I don't, I don't think mode means ice cream. No, mode is means that, is in that, the a la mode means style. like in the fashion. Yeah. Right. What about Depeche mode? A la Depeche mode. It's just got black ice cream on top of it. Yep. Um, every time I think about Depeche Mode, I think of the lead singer of Depeche Mode as being the guy who played the bad guy hacker in Hackers. Is he? Uh, no. Okay. At the time, they just kind of looked alike. I don't remember who that guy is or what else he's been in. He did hack the Gibson that one time, though. Mm. Uh, Riley37 suggests that maybe the dragons ate all the horses. Hey, wait, what dragons? Yes, the fossilized and the bone dragons, but where are the fleshy dragons? Yeah, we've had kind of a... kind of a no dragons policy. They went extinct long ago. I never really cared for dragons. They're the dinosaurs of Kingdom of Loathing. And in a game like Kingdom of Loathing, it's kind of like with horses. What do you do with them? Like, having a mount in Kingdom doesn't amount to much because... You don't. You uh-huh. instantaneously transport. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and having a having a dragon, it doesn't amount to anything because there are no princesses to steal. Yep. Except the spunky ones, which are way too spunky to be taken in by something as base as a dragon ruse. Yeah, maybe some dragon rouge. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the they were in Baton Rouge. And a dragon approached them with some rouge. They would be taken. The dragon was particularly roguish. Exactly. If they were in Baton Rouge, they were drunk because they just got lost on their way from one bar in New Orleans to another because the beer was extra cheap. Hmm. I have j- I've never cared for dragons. I was always more on the dungeons side <laughs> uh, than the dragons side. 
Because, I mean, it's just, like, it's, you know, it's a big monster, I guess. But, I don't know. If I'm going to get treasure, I would rather be it, I would rather it be in a chest with, like, a cunning trap than, like, I don't know. What do you suppose the dragon represents in our, in our collective unconsciousness? Unconscious? Unconscience? Silas's. They're phallic. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all it is. That breathe fire. I mean, I guess that explains the semen-breathing dragons. Yep. Uh, in, in a lot of mythologies. Yeah, so maybe in the same way that I don't particularly care for dicks in my porn, I also don't care for dicks in my... Uh, Throat? Uh, fa- fantasy allusions. But there are surely... I mean, given all of the things that I draw, I do like a wizard tower, which is kind of yeah. like a big dick, I guess. The way you draw them, yes. Well, the way I draw anything is like a big dick. I can't wait for people to see the new challenge path tonight. Dicks everywhere. <laughs> it's just every monster in the kingdom has its first name changed to dick. And uh, we've added a dick to all of the monsters, even the female ones. Are there any female ones? Female monsters or female dicks? Female monsters. I guess the harem They make girls. that female condom, and it seems like... like Females must have really big dicks if those things are any indication. Do you think that anyone anywhere has ever used a female condom? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. It seems like it would be awfully handy for the woman to be sure that there's a condom being worn. I mean, I think if she's giving you a handy, she doesn't need one either way, right? A handy J. It would be an awful handy. You know, it occurred to me, going back through the, like, monsters to for the thing that we're doing, I came across Handyman J as the, like, sex bot android, and at that point I had never heard of C.D. Moyer's bizarre Handy J and Blowy J thing, but, you know... Huh. I think sex- I still hadn't heard the Blowy J. I think he might have made that up. Yeah, I think he did just to amuse us, but, uh, yeah, at that point I was just doing a takeoff of Gigolo Joe, but... Handyman J, Handy J, ha ha ha. I mean, is he supposed to be a gay sex robot? No, I don't know. Okay, so can you give a girl a hand job? Is that? I think you're supposed to just say that you're fingering, finger banging, or finger blasting, finger bombing, finger fucking. That's I've heard that. That's alliterative. Yeah, it is. Finger flipping. That's when that's when she drops a hit of ecstasy and you finger her. Yep. Add that to Urban Dictionary. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. That seems like one of those things where if a girl said that, you'd be like, uh, don't say that. <laughs> like, if a girl said, uh, this guy was eating me out, and, and then you're just like, uh... Don't say that. I have seen too many zombie movies for that to be at all sexy. Uh, How about, says Riley37, a boss monster who was an evil equine, a satanic stallion, some kind of criminal mastermind, leader of a league of lawlessness. Uh, You know, I think if we were going to, uh, if we were trying to figure out a way to make a stallion sinister and evil, we would just make it an Italian stallion. Right. He's asking for a Dr. Horrible reference there, I feel. Oh, yeah. Bad Horse is the big evil mastermind in huh. the Doctor Horrible universe. I see. I, s- I watched all of that. 
but I don't really remember anything about it. It doesn't seem like something that lives in the wheelhouse of your alleyway. Huh, that was a weird phrase. I tried to Did you ever play Alleyway? The, uh, the sort of uh, Arkanoid-like for Game Boy? Oh, yeah. That for a I don't know that it was actually that fun. Game I had. Yeah. Uh, Marvin the Drunk says, Hey, all, last week I asked about making accordion thieves not that lame in terms of mechanics, and you mentioned a series of harmonicas that provide skills based on buffs. How is that supposed to work? Did they dispel the buffs like the fire skill in Way of the Surprising Fist? No, they just didn't work very well at all. Uh, and, and never landed on anything even a little bit satisfying for that stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, eh. Started and abandoned that little project a number of times. And I think maybe it's just not got any legs. Uh, two, when you do Avatar of Jarlsberg, can you make it turn out that he wasn't actually a wizard at all and just a wheel of cheese? That'd be awesome. Thanks. Uh, no, no. I mean, there's that statue of him. It's not a statue of a wheel of cheese, nor was the sculptor somehow so high that he thought a wheel of cheese was a man with a frying pan. Uh, P.S. Legitimate Monopoly is about as much fun as gonorrhea, and I don't mean the venereal theme park in Taipei. I mean, really, all of Asia is a venereal theme park for a certain category of U.S. business travelers. He's right. Ah, uh, you know, he's right about Monopoly. Yeah. Nobody plays Monopoly. Yeah. I do once want to play it by the rules. Without Just so that I can see. Rules. I mean, I think the, the 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 claim that I have heard is not that it is fun, but that the game resolves fairly quickly and decisively without the sort of long, drawn-out horribleness that a game of Monopoly always turns into. Uh, Wax says, can you add a video game pirate to the obligatory cove? That's not how the physics of pirates work in this universe, and you know it. Uh, Nightball says, because this question was at the bottom of my piracy post last time, I think it got totally skipped. So here we go again. I like the PvP revamp and how it's divided into seasons. Will the top PvP champs at the end of the season get a commendation of some sort similar to challenge paths? I am guessing that we will decide that the night before the next season rolls. Um, you know what I'm starting to realize, Mr. Skullhead? I barely ate anything yesterday, and then I had uh, a fairly sparse lunch today, and uh, I am getting I am getting like a, an actually sort of painful gnawing in my stomach as a result of how hungry I am right now. Are you getting hangry? Hangry? What does that mean? That when you get so hungry that you become irritable? Oh, I don't know. Does that happen? I don't know if that's ever happened. I think that, well, I get it, and I don't understand, like, I never know that I'm doing that until I eat something, but, like, say an hour before we're having lunch out or something, I will be just kind of a dick to everybody, and then after I eat, I'll go, oh, so sorry, everyone, now that I'm thinking about all of the things that came out of my mouth in the last hour, I'm... Sorry that I was such a bastard to you. It's usually my wife, who thankfully is very patient, and says, you need to eat something. Like, why? Because you're being a jerk. I'm not being a fucking jerk. I'm just mad, because because the the laundry's dirty. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess get angry. 
I don't know if I do that or not. I mean, the word hangry I, makes me kind of angry, but... People people have told me, oh, it's like a portmanteau of hungry and angry. Yeah. Okay, wow. I did not interpret that that way at all. <laughs> uh, well, because it didn't occur to me that the angry would come from any other word than hungry, right? I mean, there's well, there that are, third one. There are three, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Multiple people have told me that I don't tend to be mean to people when I'm in a bad mood about something else. Uh-huh. Like, the, that's, that's sort of an axis on which people can vary, and it's not one that that really gets me up in other people's businesses. I ju- you know, I try so hard not to upset people all the time that it's hard for me to imagine anything so straightforward as just a, oh, I, I need something to eat, really interfering with my just disgust with myself if I ever do something to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Frequently you take all of your anger at all of the people who work for you and direct it at me. Yeah, sometimes. Because you know that I'm not going to take it personally. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that does happen once every couple of years. <laughs> uh, Riley37 says, Proposal for PvP. Daily snapshot. Mmm, uh, snapshot. That reminds me of Slim Jim's. Uh, now I'm just going to answer every question with what kind of food I was reminded of when I was reading it. Mm. Now I, I don't even like Slim Jims, and my mouth is watering because I said Slim Jims. What is wrong with me? You're hangry. Is there a... I mean, I know you shouldn't have a snack, but is there something you can eat that would be like the, the beginning of your dinner? No. Uh, my, my dinner is some Chinese food that's being retrieved by my girlfriend. Uh, theoretically, waiting for me when I get done with this radio show and have to go finish up the challenge path. That uh, that all went pretty well. It, like, this week was definitely... You know, I don't even know. I didn't do anything other than work on the challenge path this week, but it was not really a harder-than-average week of work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I suppose in an, in an average week, you and I will have, like, one iteration of me telling you to do some stuff and then you doing it, and this week we had, like, three. Sure. Um, yeah, and I guess... I guess I had Chris do a bunch of stuff, too. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird. It's like I had this sort of low level of stress about it the whole time, but then when this morning rolled around and really the only <laughs> thing left was like a couple pieces of missing art and a couple <laughs> places where there was placeholder writing, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we totally got this done in time. You know, and I think it's one of those cases where like the fact that I worked on both Saturday and Sunday is what made today not horrible. Right. But at today I'm just kind of nervous I don't know. I don't know if it's just like, I, I think a lot of it is just this weird free floating angst about the thing that's rolling out soon that I don't really want to talk about. Right. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I feel weird about that. I feel super nervous, super nervous. And I don't know why, because there's like nothing to lose and I'm pretty sure it's going to go great. Ugh, man. Maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just that you feel nervous because you're not scrambling today, and that makes you feel like something's wrong because you should be scrambling. Yeah, you know? that does happen sometimes. Thanks, brain. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, Riley37 continues. At present, you can win more minigames if you spend most of a 24-hour day buffed and equipped for PvP and compress your adventuring into a short duration just before or after rollover with your rollover gear on at rollover. Minus one minute and off at rollover plus one minute. Uh, what if your PvP were based not on your actual current state but on your most recent snapshot, kind of like a saved state? Yeah, people would throw on every buff they could afford as they do now. Yeah, I mean, that's... It is not ideal the way that it works now, but I mean... Theoretically, that's kind of how the game works, right? Like, you play your turns, and then for the most part, you're logged off in whatever state you logged yourself off in. And I know that's one thing to say that and one thing to actually live it, but I don't think that I want to do what you're suggesting or anything like what you're suggesting because that ventures into territory that is tricky to explain. And a lot of people don't really get this on the surface, but when I... When I reject a mechanic, and my primary reason for rejecting it is that it is difficult to explain in a sentence, it is not just because I think it is difficult to explain, it's because I think that the fewer difficult to explain things there are that make up a system, the better that system is likely to be. And so if there is something that is not easy to articulate, it is often hard to work it into a satisfying and comprehensible subsystem. Um, And yeah, while I feel your pain, it's also an interesting opportunity for people to derive an advantage by figuring out when you're playing. You know, that, the fundamental behavior that was driving the existence of Shorebots back in the day was not the thing that upset me about it. It was, it was the scripted hammering on a very, uh, you know, a very inefficiently written script as was every script back in those days. And I mean, this was a time when one guy running a mall bot that wasn't being very friendly could just make the game slower for everyone. And that's more or less not the case anymore. Like usually if we have a situation where one guy running a script or just, or, you know, not even on purpose, like one guy's, automation gets out of hand and it actually has an impact on the performance of the servers that usually means that we've fucked something up not that on a more important level that we've we shouldn't have written something that gave them the opportunity to do this right um yeah yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about that in general part of me likes it part of me understands why people are frustrated with it and then part of me wonders if a PvP system doesn't need some things that people are frustrated with in order for it to be a PvP system with sort of meaningful threats. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Dog Delusion says, Hey guys, see the post about the trophy for discarding banana peels being impossible to get now that the peels can't be discarded? Uh, also, even after three months of Boris runs, I'm still not tired of this challenge path. Good work. Well, thank you. Um, it's weird. This one... I think we sort of knew at the outset was going to be more work and less popular. Right. Um, But I am curious to see how people are going to react to this so that we will know how people are going to react to things like this in the future. This is sort of like the last oh, kind of basic shape of one of these that we have in mind that we haven't tried yet. And, you know, we'll just have to see. 
I think most people will do it once and then just go back to whatever they were doing. Maybe PvP. But it's good. You know, it's a bunch of content. I think it's really cool. I think it looks good. Your writing is really funny. Like a lot of your writing. A lot of your writing, I didn't actually read it carefully until today when I was just going through everything really finely, uh, making sure it was done. It's like super fucking funny. You're a funny you. guy, Mr. Skullhead. I do my best. And sometimes um, I whine about my best. You know, I don't think that there is any reason for banana peels. Wait, banana peels are totally still discardable. What the fuck is wrong with you? Maybe that changed in the meantime. Maybe somebody else saw that forum thread and did it. <laughs> hey, what do you say we take one of those breaks? I think what I might do is I might go drink a bunch of water. All right. You could just put a stone under your tongue so that uh, your body would produce more saliva and then you wouldn't feel thirsty. Oh, yeah? And also so that the princess sleeping on top of the pile of other tongues on my tongue will notice it. And then I will know that I shouldn't swallow her because she's a real princess. <laughs> exactly. And the real princesses do their own swallowing. That was a blowjob, a blowy J joke. And we're back. Cool. How was your break, buddy? I went upstairs, gave my wife a hug. She asked how the show was going, and I said it's going rather well. I uh, I went downstairs, got uh, myself a bottle of uh, freshly carbonated water. Mm-hmm. I drank a couple glasses of it. Uh, wrote a version of uh, uh, the chorus to Ballroom Blitz that goes, and the girl in the corner gives everyone a boner because she's got a set of ball and tits. Ball and tits. Oh, that's nice. I like it. I know. This is the kind of stuff that goes on in my head. Then I came upstairs, uh, and I read some more of The Hunger Games while I was waiting for my timer to run out. What, which book are you reading? Uh, just the first one. How's that going? Uh, you know, it's it's all right. It's, uh, it's, it's not, like, blowing me away, but it's, you know, it's good. It's got it's, a, it's a... It's a page turner. It moves at a good clip. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's got a, it's it's a little bit evocative of the way that Stephen King writes, but not quite as well. I mean, it's like the prose is definitely better than like your Twilight level, I thought. Yeah, and the plot is super interesting. Like, its strength and weakness is that the entire thing takes place in the head of a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. So, it. There's a limit to how complex it can be. Which well, is because girls the girls aren't capable of holding complex thoughts in their head, is that what bad. you're saying? Yeah. That's sixteen, sure. Okay. Just your point of view is limited. It was weird seeing scenes from the book translated pretty much word for word into the movie and how differently they played when you don't have the sixteen year old girl telling how it happened. She's like, God, I don't even know what this guy's thinking. And he's really making me mad, and I don't even know if he likes me or not. And then just the scene objectively is just somebody being really nice to her. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't know how to process that. Oh, I liked him. I liked all three of them. The end, uh, the ending is a kick in the balls. Oh, uh, well. Of the whole series, you mean? Yeah, the ending of the whole series is far from happily ever after. Oh, well, good. But just so you know, fuck you for spoiling. Jeez, I didn't spoil her. 
have I spoiled um, Yeah, anything? so I, I just want to finish it because uh, Travis wants to see the movie while it's still in theaters, and so I wanted to get the book read so that I could go see it. Okay. It's not one of those movies that goes like a book and a half in or something, is it? No, it's just the first book. It does seem... I mean, unless they, like, go on the run monkey wrench gang style or something, like, I don't... Like, how did how could this be the first book in a trilogy? Right. Was it set out to be a trilogy to begin with? Um... Yeah. Yeah. The first book is kind of self-contained, but then it ends with a pretty sizable hook. Oh, okay. Uh, Chilt says, some questions. Uh, one, it's coming up on five years after NS-13 and five years and a bit for the Pirate's Quest. Are you still happy with the Pirate's Quest? Is it likely to get revisited along with the core quest progression? Yeah, I very much want to change the way that, that insult sword fighting works. Uh, because we had a thing that we were going for, and it suffered from a sort of compromised implementation because of the way that it needed to be done and we've just gotten better at writing code and stuff hmm. in the last five years and so I, I would like to see that done in a way that preserves the, the sort of joke of it but not the confusion and or tedium yeah um, and, I, and I'm I have not spent a lot of time thinking about it and I really don't remember how it works at <laughs> all uh, but I am I'm confident that we'll come up with some way of making that you know, better for everyone. Uh, question number two. Bringing up old item of the month functionality, is the five-finger discount from the Travolta trousers likely to ever make a return? Uh, maybe. Is that a thing that people really liked? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how big of a deal it is. Uh, you know. Yeah, sure. It's one of those things that if we, if we have something that's nine-tenths of the way to being awesome, maybe we throw that in. Yeah, and put it right over the edge and suddenly make it so awesome that you can't live without it ever. Yep, it's overpowered, and we're assholes. Uh, three, are you satisfied with the amount of access to monster copying mechanics in the game? Yeah, I am. I mean, we have one that you can just get through regular gameplay, right? Yeah, the, the camera. Yeah. And then there's two other ones on the same counter, uh, but with different buckets to put different monsters in and then there's the fax machine which is sort of universal healthcare uh, and also can you make a campsite dwelling made of brains uh, I couldn't think of a better question about intellectual property ho <laughs> oh. hey. yeah. it was really weird reading that thread and seeing some of the things that people believe like there being no middle ground between I mean, all of the arguments about whether or not it's theft, despite numerous protestations to the irrelevance of whether or not it's the same as theft, uh -huh. you know, but also just you, the, somebody saying you can't copyright an idea and then saying, it's like, if you make up a number, you can't make it illegal for somebody else to say that number, you fucking fascist. And like not drawing any sort of distinction between like a number and a novel <laughs> that just kind of yeah you know I, I wish that people were a little better about acknowledging shades of gray 
even though I'm bad at that myself, right? I wish that people on both sides of that argument were a little less extreme. You know, you've got a bunch of people who do creative work for a living posting in that thread and saying, like, no, look, this is how I feel. And then a bunch of people saying, well, you're wrong. And creators should be happy for this to be the way that it is. Look at Neil Gaiman. And then it's like, oh, okay. I think that there's a lot of, well, your opinion is wrong on both sides of that discussion. Yeah. 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 Kane says in addition to commendations for going fast can there be challenge commendations for maybe the top 11 people who did the most eh again uh, HKC says will the release of Diablo 3 be an asymmetric company holiday I'm expecting a trivial update like hey kids go play with a new challenge path for a while mom and dad are going on a two week vacation in Tristram everyone play nice see you in June no I you know I am guessing that a lot of tomorrow is going to be chewed up by that. And I mean, I, you know, to be perfectly honest, my plan is to play at midnight tonight when it first becomes possible to do so. I am a little constrained by the fact that I have committed to, uh, just for the sake of uh, journalistic concerns for video games, Hot Dog, I've committed to my entire first playthrough of the game being co op with Hot Stuff. Which is going to constrain... I mean, we're, we're not both going to be willing to waste the same giant amount of time. Because even on the days when I don't have shit to do, he still has shit to do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm definitely going to be playing some Diablo 3 tonight and tomorrow. Uh, may we have something Diablo-themed for the occasion? Of course, the long-fabled Haradric pizza oven would be ideal. But something like a relatively wimpy club called Deckard's Cane would still be much appreciated and enjoyed. Or Wurt's fourth leg. Because there was a Wurtz third leg. Because that was funny. Because there was a Wurtz leg. And then they made a dick joke. And then I made a joke about a second dick. Wow, that guy's got a fourth leg. Casey Wiederman says, Are you still excited about Word Realms? Jake sounded a bit discouraged on the last show, which sucks. Also, what do you do when you get discouraged while doing a project which you can't either ignore or burn down and start afresh? Um, Procrastinate. Yeah. I... I am discouraged about Word Realms because of the very same things that are going to make it good. Uh, And that is that it requires a bunch of work that I can't do. And because of that, I don't have my... My normal way of dealing with the stress of a looming deadline is to just work really hard. And with KOL, that works because... With the, with the exception of some things that C.D. Moyer knows how to do that I just don't know how to do and, and can't learn very quickly, um, I can do a passable job of everything that needs to be done in KOL. And that is just entirely not the case with Word Realms. And it frustrates me that things take so long because complicated things take a long time. Um, and it's hard. I don't like being a boss, and my role in Word Realms is largely me being a boss. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, just feeling feeling like I have less control over it. But that's just a thing that I have to learn to do. Right. It's either either I'm only making video games from here on out that I could make by myself, or I have to learn how to do this shit. You know. Yeah. And it's uh, you know like it's 
it's a slog. Like the stuff that I do for Word Realms is just a bunch of instances of my very least favorite kinds of things to do. You know, but I just gotta shut up and do them anyway. You know, it's good. It's a good game. It's gonna be even better when it comes out, and then we'll move on to the next thing, which I am a lot more excited about. You know, the next thing, which was supposed to be the fucking thing, right? This was supposed to be like a minor diversion from the thing. Right. Um, and, and it just... Hey, you know, it, it developed its own promise over time that we then had to sort of supplicate ourselves to. Right. And, you know... It's cool. It's cool. It is cool. Out of my lap. This is an awesome night. Radio KOL, the new challenge path, the return of Diablo. Society may collapse, but hey, man, fat loot. Have a good night, gentlemen. Oh, I will. Did you ever get into any of the Diablo games at all, Mr. Skullhead? I think I've seen Diablo 2 played a little bit. I can't tell if it's a thing that you would like or not. It... It's one of those things that if you look at it objectively, it rings kind of hollow because it's just a bunch of Skinner boxes. Uh-huh. Um, but, I don't you know. know. It, it looked like it was fun enough. Yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah, playing. Just, I'll probably get around to Diablo 3 in a year. I'm pretty sure there's a free version. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I read something today that they have, like, a starter edition that you can play, and it just gives you a taste. Mm. Of it? Are you saying that I'm poor? No, no, no. I'm saying that it, like, it. So <laughs> know, a I lot know. of t- a lot of times, the reason that somebody will say I will play this game in a year is because they will play it when it goes on sale or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm not playing. I could buy Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning if I wanted to. I want to play it, but I don't want to play it bad enough to spend sixty bucks on it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I have decided that I am not willing to pay. Oh, no, wait, that's okay, because I'm not stealing it. Right. All right, I thought I was a hypocrite there for a minute, but I'm totally not a hypocrite. I'm just a guy. This is the first time I think I have deliberately waited for a Steam sale. Normally, the way that Steam sales get me is like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that I was kind of on the fence about whether I wanted it at all. Right. And now it's $2, so fucking of course I want it. You know, he's like, $2 I will pay for maybe I will want to play this someday. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for uh, $2 for a game to just sit on my fo- on my computer. I would pay $2 for a game and then sit on my phone. Well, I'd be like, ouch. Doctor, you've got to help me. I was washing the dishes and I sat on my phone. What is that? What do you say when, when you get something up your ass? You're like, you I were changing naked, a light bulb and you fell. Changing a light bulb and fell on the light bulb. Yeah. Uh, Chinichu says, I don't think you answered it last time, so here goes. Can you make the hardcore Boris tattoo sparkle more? Now it gives a single gleam every couple seconds or so. It's hard to distinguish from the regular one. But that's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's got the same animation as all the other hardcore tattoos. Hmm. Uh, Starwood says, on my first Boris run, I was surprised that there was no special message at the perplexing door where you meet the spirits of Boris, Jarlsberg, and Pete. Is that something you thought about? Uh, only when people pointed out that it was probably something we should have done. Right. There are going to be a bunch of things like that in this, uh, whatchamacallit, challenge pack. I think we addressed a couple of them and then just made a couple of them, too. Mm. 
Reginelli uh, writes, I think this is a this is a rebuttal to something that I said in the piracy uh, debate, but some contracts are intentionally written obtusely or more importantly, misleadingly. For example, using technical terms which have a different lay meaning. You don't even know that you don't know what you're reading. <coughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, it's weird. And I don't understand why this isn't a thing that comes up more often. But when it turned out that the prenup was invalid that I had signed, it was invalid because both sides did not have lawyers to explain it to them. And, you know, it makes me wonder, like, how do bands get screwed by their contracts with record labels? Like, why are why in that case, in the case of a prenuptial agreement, is it so easy to throw that shit out if you can just pretend you didn't know what you were signing and not in the case of a band getting screwed? I mean, I guess a band does not get entitled to a lawyer that the record company has to pay for. Uh-huh. Which is, which is a different situation than a divorce, I suppose. And, like, record labels don't you know, abuse bands and effectively hold them prisoner in a home and try to fuck them over and beat the crap out of them if they try to leave. You know, like, the divorce laws are written to these worst-case scenarios, right? Yeah. And the the worst that can happen to a band is they get screwed out of some money. Not that right, their entire right, right. life is but I mean, that, you know, you know, there, so there maybe are... maybe the qualifications for a contract being valid are a little different. And I'm sure that they were different back in... You know, when Creedence Clearwater Revival signed theirs. Yeah, I mean, I just mostly... My experience with this is mostly from... Uh, who were those... What was the name of that band? New Found Glory? No. Uh, Chronic Future. Hmm. Chronic Future. And how it was like... Oh, they made it. They got a major record, major ra- label deal. Major label record deal. They got a record contract. And then it's like, no, they didn't make it. Like, they all sort of got fired from their jobs because they took two weeks off to go record in a studio and then never got any money at all. Uh-huh. And now they all still have to have day jobs. It's well, a weird... You know, which, which just sucked, right? Like, yeah. and It's weird how that works. And I think it is just going to get more and more, though, that you won't feel like this is a big opportunity that I will never be able to do myself if a major label approaches you. I think we're we're getting there and like we're going that way, but like labels do all kinds of weird shit. Like there's there was a Fiona a- Apple album that was finished for three or four years before they would let her release it. Yeah, they like I- the dude from Bush went did a solo album, and the label just wouldn't release it for four or five years. I didn't. I, I was not trying to draw comparisons between a divorce and a contract dispute with a record label. I was just curious as to why, in some cases, a lawyer didn't explain this to me means that I am not subject to it at all. Yeah. And in other cases where it would obviously be to the good guy's benefit for that to happen, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Oh, that and, makes any yeah, sense. I don't know. Kill all the lawyers. 
I, you know, though, in looking at that, the one guy who got some money out of that Chronic Future deal and didn't end up getting screwed is the one guy that just due to his family connections had a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm not saying we don't need them. It just kind of sucks that we do. That everything's, yeah, weird, everything's super complicated thing. because it's written. It, they're written by lawyers to be understood by lawyers. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, I don't know that I really believe that there was a lot of malice in the accretion of clusterfucks that has resulted in where we've gotten to now. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't know, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I hope, I hope that I don't, I hope that nothing happens where I look back on the way that our company collapsed and fucked over all my friends because I never had a lawyer right. and think, Oh, I guess I should have gotten a lawyer, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've just kind of got my fingers in my ears about that whole thing. Kind of like, ah, you know, nothing, nothing bad is going to happen to us that requires having a lawyer. Cause what the, what the fuck do we need a lawyer for? You know? And it's, and it's weird. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Never do anything creative. Yeah. Everybody will just steal it from you and then say they're not stealing it from you. And you've already been ripped off by somebody who promised that they would get you more exposure. Sendrion mm-hmm. uh, says, Hey, not a question at all, but I just listened to Thursday's radio show and wanted to comment on the how to pronounce Nguyen bit. It's as Elf said in the last questions thread. Nguyen. Of course, this would be considered the correct American way of pronouncing it, as the real Vietnamese way involves inflection slash tones that don't really exist in English, as far as I know. Anyway, and that's, of course, N-G-U-Y-E-N. Nguyen. <laughs> now I know, Mr. Skullhead, and knowing is half the battle. It sounds so hipster, though, when you say it has tones and and uh, sounds that you probably wouldn't understand in English. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into some uh, Chinese tonal patterns. You probably wouldn't be familiar with them. Yeah, really, just ones from the seventies. The newer ones are, they're you know, they're just not as warm. Reginelli says, in the Nemesis Quest, Seal Clubbers club seals, Turtle Tamers tame turtles, Pastamancers summon spaghetti pasta, Saucerers uh, make sauce out of slimes, Disco Bandits k- kind of go to a not disco and take not disco dances. Accordion thieves steal keys. What say you? <laughs> Accordions well, have keys. That they do, and stops, and fobs. So you're just stealing the the part of an accordion, the key part. Yeah, I mean, so part of part of this is that like the way accordions came to work in KOL made it not easy to add a bunch more accordions. Also, it's a fucking accordion, right? There's not that many variations on it. Right. I mean, well, you know what? That's that's disingenuous. Well, we got to the tricky tixa, and I think at that point you've probably run the accordion gamut. But I mean, you could also just say like, you know, flaming accordion. You know, you could say rusty accordion, and you could say that girl gave me a rusty accordion. Available online at UrbanDictionary.com. What do you think a rusty accordion would be, Mister Skullhead? Uh, fucking the clit when she's on the rag. Okay. While um, kind of compressing her chest, 
like bellows of an accordion. Like Amanda bellows. Uh-huh. Amanda like Amanda, bellows? I guess. Is that what you were what? about to say? No. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, let's do some radio bugbear questions. Sweet. We got 18 minutes, and I don't want to start arguing about something. Uh, Captain Spam says, I like how with the lost key, the wrong side of the tracks is slowly being built up entirely in relation to the library across the street from the sleazy back alley. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I just heard, Mr. Skullhead? I just heard a garage door opening, which means that some delicious, delicious fucking Chinese food has arrived. It's waiting for me as soon as I can get out of this radio show hell. Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm not really in hell. I'm just hungry. I'm just being mean to you because I'm hungry. You're hangry. You're mean-gry. Linguini Lad says, It'd be cool if you had the tutorial and encourage newbies to sign up on the forums and give their input. Oh, boy. Uh, 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 I don't know. Azu says, Years ago, you talked about his dark materials on the radio and used the phrase, Kids fucking to kill God. It's effectively tainted my entire time reading the first two books. This message is only here so I can share that wonderful experience with anyone else that hasn't started reading them yet. Also, they're pretty good. Thanks. Well, they don't fuck to kill God. They, uh... God just dies of old age and being senile. Mm-hmm. So, uh... And then they fuck. That, uh... I remember the part where they fuck. That was the whole thing. Like, the... The end goal of the whole arc of those two characters was that they would fuck and, you know, bring the the dust down upon them, which was the original sin, but it's a good thing, and... Yeah... You know what? Fuck that book. Well, really? Yeah. The more that I think about it, it's... Yeah. Fuck that shit. I really liked the first one. The second one was so boring, I stopped in the middle and took a year off and then finished it. The third one... Like, the wheel creatures were cool, but they were from a different series entirely. (laughs) Like, I don't know why they were there. Yeah, I mean, I liked the second... Like, I tried... I had several false starts reading the first one because I found the first, like, 40 pages of it so boring. Huh. Uh, The second one I really liked, though. And the third one, I thought it was good except for those wheel creatures were stupid. See, I thought they were cool, but I just didn't understand what they were doing in the book. I mean, I feel like they belonged in, like, Yellow Submarine or something, (laughs) right? I mean, like, it just seems so goofy. And there was the whole, like, when you open Doors Between Worlds, you're, like, stabbing the universe, and that's terrible, so you have to stop. So we're closing up all of the ones that you've opened, and there are a bunch of natural ones, but we're not going to tell you where they are, because we don't want you to go looking for them, and you just have to be separated from this girl forever, because we say so. It's like, that is really obvious writer having a block thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, you'd think that it would be fine for you guys to be together, but uh, Philip Pullman decided that that's not a good idea, but can't come up with a good reason for that. Yeah, huh. no. I don't know. All I remember of that book is, like, being pissed at the ending, being pissed at the, like, the way that the demons ended up being handled, being pissed at what happened with the dust... And the, like, senile angel who called himself Yahweh but wasn't really God getting, like, dragged out and killed. Hmm. Kind of made me wonder how they were going to, 
how they even filmed the first book of that movie of the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, I think have they you, were. Have you read the rest of it? I think they were. They were following a train full of money. Yeah, I guess the Narnia movies are pretty much done. They didn't. They kind of quit making money. Did they get to the end? Was there an end? I don't know anything about Narnia. They did the first three, I think is all. And then, uh, yeah, nobody really cared about the last one that they put out, so. But the books get so, so boring. The next one they would have to do is The Horse and His Boy, which is absolutely deadly. Mm. They should do the first one, which is this kind of crazy, mean-spirited story about a magician with magic rings that transport you to another world after an apocalypse and it's really fun stuff and you don't have like there's a huge battle coming oh wait Aslan is there we're fine which is the rest of the books is the first one not the lion the witch and the wardrobe no the first one is the magician's nephew oh I did not know that I always assumed that the story started with the lion the witch and the wardrobe no the magician's nephew ends with the creation of Narnia Mm, okay. But before then, it's really not a Christian allegory at all. So it's kind of fun. It just makes the, the plots of the books tend to be kind of weak because you can't have the characters really affect the outcome of anything. Or else Aslan looks like a dick because he can do whatever he wants. So you you have to have the deus ex machina come in. Hmm. Speaking of which, I still haven't played the new Deus Ex game. The one that's a sequel to Machinarium as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pachinkoid says, Can you please make free pulls the default in the Hanks drop-down for hardcore and make it so that Boris's helm shows up? Nearly ten years of awesome, good job. Uh Uh-huh, okay, that that went around a corner in the middle. Uh, I don't exactly know what you mean about that thing in hardcore. Um, Ask C.D. Moyer. Posse says, you know the class-specific milliers that just pile up in your inventory after you put the first one in your terrarium? If we can't sell them, it would be awesome if we could cook them or something. I would go for yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean... You know, maybe we could just figure out some way that they, like, re- you release them into the wild and they give you a sandwich or something. <laughs> right? I mean, just... If if our objection to doing that, because I mean I don't like shit that piles up like that either, that you can't do anything with, right? That's kind of obnoxious, and we wouldn't. Well, you know, I say this, maybe we have, but uh, I don't think that we would deliberately put in something that works that way now. Uh-huh. But just the idea of actually consuming them, but you know what? Like that usling can do whatever the fuck we want it to do, right? Like we can say, ah, you are so nice to him that he disappears with happiness. <laughs> like, you you take this thing and you give it so many hand jobs that there's nothing left of it. Turns out all familiars are just balloons full of semen. Well, really everything. You remember those aliens in Star Trek that were like, welcome, ugly human balloons of semen. Yep. Uh, Abaddon says, bring back the market demon. Ah, come on. I missed him for a second, and then I realized there wasn't really a there there. 
Yeah, there was. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, he had one line, never showed up anywhere else. Was a demon because I had drawn a demon, not because there was supposed to be a demon that had a market right. in town, or because the things there were evil or anything. Uh, Twig Man says, "Any word on the sea? Those sea monkeys could really use a mom and dad." Oh. Yeah, fuck. One of these days. Yep. One day or another, we're gonna find them. We're gonna get you, get you, get you, get them. Don't even care, sis. Can we have an option in the mall to sort food and booze by epic to crappy? Uh, is that not a thing? Yeah, it should be. Costanza Foss says, add a few rollover PvP fights to the Street Fighting Champions belt. Huh, that's something to look at. That seems like a thing we would have done to begin with. Bulletproof says, so it's possible to swim a negative number of laps in the pool. So does that mean I'm unswimming laps? Which brings up the question, how am I unswimming more laps than I ever swam originally? Well, it's a scientific fact that exercising backwards makes you less healthy. Yeah, that's why I never do the thing when they tell you to, to reverse the steps on the treadmill, because I don't want to undo what I just did. Is that a real thing? Yeah, like you run forward on the elliptical and then they have you like stop and then run backwards and it works a different group of muscles. Huh. Huh. I, uh, one of these days I need to get on to an elliptical that's the right size for me yep. so that I can see what the fuss is all about. Because... Boy, do I not understand how anybody could stand to do that for even 10 seconds based on the experiences that I've had. I like it a lot more than the treadmill. What yeah, I mean, I, I think that I just am philosophically opposed to, you know, you drive to the gym so you can ride a stationary bike somewhere. Yeah. That does That does just seem kind of nuts. In a way that, like, it's not just like, oh, haha, it's funny that that's so nuts. But in a, like, no, there's something really wrong with that. Not in January. Nuts. In Minnesota. Yeah, okay. Like, how do you... Like, sure, I could just go out and ride my bike around instead of going to the gym. But then I couldn't also lift a bunch of free weights either. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I guess... To me, gyms just seem like a scam. Like, for every person who actually gets their money's worth out of using all of that. I mean, and it's like, you start, you start like, reading the crazy crackpot shit that I do on the internet about fitness. And it's like, more or less anything that you do works, right? And the gym, the gym doesn't want you to think that with some free weights you can get in every bit as good of condition strength and tone wise as you can with these 40 different machines that isolate different muscle groups uh -huh. but like you totally can and like the dudes who are like really seriously strong dudes are not using most of those machines and like and and it's like it's also it's like weird to isolate muscles like that right like it's weird to do all of these things that are designed to just make your biceps bigger because like what is that for like you're just going to you're just going to break your shoulder trying to lift something that's that's heavy 
enough that you can you can pick it up because you've got this one muscle that's super strong, but like no just general body strength to support it. Yeah, I mean it's I don't know. Like I I am so I am so certain of my conviction that the gym is just not a place for me and I don't need to feel guilty about that. Right? It's not it is it is a weird way of maintaining health but it's just the way that everybody does and everybody who doesn't thinks that they should and so it's just this thing that people just accept like oh yeah I should spend more time at the gym it well I will say like even weather aside when we had our gym membership I was more likely to go to the gym and work out for an hour like doing half an hour of cardio and half an hour of lifting weights than I was to just go ride my bike yeah, and so there, there's something about that. And like a gym relies upon a bunch of people paying their membership because they think that that's that that's going to make them use it, and then not coming. If everybody who paid their membership came to the gym, there wouldn't be any room for them. So, like it's a business model that's built on human failing for sure. But people can do it and succeed at it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like guess you don't I need just, it because I know you have that willpower. I wouldn't be able to do that, and so the only way that I get any exercise is to just sort of trick myself into doing it. Like, see, I think of you as somebody who has some actual willpower. So okay. you're like you're a person who the gym you don't need a gym to lose some weight. You just decided to eat less, and you found a way to do it, and then you did. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It is weird because I mean I st- I still think of myself as fundamentally an extremely lazy person, uh-huh. but I guess I, I have developed some willpower over time. I mean, all of the times that I tried to quit smoking cigarettes using uh, the tricks that people use, it just didn't work until I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to not smoke cigarettes anymore. Right. And then I finally took. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I. <sighs> There are not a lot of ways in which the, like, back-to-nature people make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. But but just general fitness stuff, like, I don't know. You know, just that it's better to get strong by just doing things in the world. You know, like, farmers are really strong. Right. Because they have to throw bales of hay around. And they're like probably a lot stronger than the guy who spends more time using all the different isolated muscle workout machines at the gym, you know, than they do throwing bales of hay because it's like, you know, you do stuff that makes your whole body sore instead of just like one part of it. And that's just going to be better for you. But you will see some fat farmers every now and again. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, my grandpa, my grandpa is it probably stronger than I will ever be even if I dedicated my life to getting as strong as possible but he's also like a huge fat guy who's just gonna have a heart attack any day now he's already had one you know like like if the goal is to not be fat yeah then you go well like I've seen fat construction workers and fat farmers and somehow your body figures out how to compensate for all the physical labor that you're doing you know, he's not a hu- I shouldn't say that he's a huge fat guy because he's right. not a huge fat guy. He just has he has an enormous gut. Mm-hmm. Right? And a tone everything else, you know, for a guy who's in his 60s yeah. or whatever. I mean, that's the thing. Like he 
he's an old dude and yet in really good shape but he also just eats four pounds of macaroni and cheese for dinner every night yeah you know because that's just what that's what they always did right it's like a lot of a lot of the things that resulted in the shitty american diet that we have stem from like people really needing a lot of energy dense food without spending a lot of money on it yeah yeah you know and and so it's like i just look and it's like well it's like no wonder it's weird that like my family despite like my everybody ate in a way that i feel like if i ate that way i would just weigh a hundred pounds more than i do but like my family is generally not all that heavy just more proof that it's genetic the ones that are gay though that's totally a choice yeah there are also no gay people in my family. what if they're fat and gay What's that all about? Yeah. Well, there's Nightmare, but he's not actually related to me. <laughs> we just look a lot alike. He's your brother from another mother. Speaking of eating stuff that's going to make me fat, I am going to go eat some just piles and piles of noodles with MSG on them. Because right. I'm fucking starving. You enjoy your repast, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody.